Hi everyone, this is Swati Satya Sivan. If you're new here, welcome to the Inside the Minds of Great Yogis podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Joan Hyman, who's the founder of the School of Yoga and draws upon the combined studies of Ashtanga and Iyengar Yoga, as well as Ayurveda and meditation. We talk about Joan's journey of yoga, her platform, the School of Yoga, and how yoga helped her. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a review and rate our podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with today's episode. And I believe that if everybody practiced yoga, we really live in a much more connected world where people are living more from their hearts. Consistency is really the key in yoga. Um, it takes probably about a month if you're consistent to start to really feel the healing benefits of the practice. Vanakam, namaste, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the 51st episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, Joan Hyman. Joan Hyman spent 15 years as a distinguished yoga work senior teacher before bringing her expertise to Wonderlust as director of teacher trainings in 2016. Now, with over 20 years experience leading retreats, training, and international workshops, she continues to travel the globe, leading her own signature training. Joan created the School of Yoga, which is a professional program that offers continuing education, including a team of teachers who are experts in their field of study. So let's give a big round of applause to Joan Hyman. Thank you for that sweet introduction. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, um, Joan. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, so how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm in Los Angeles and it's raining, which is nice. It kind of slows everything down. And I just finished yoga practice, so I feel pretty calm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. So without further ado, we'll begin. And the first question I have for you is, how did your journey of yoga begin? Um, at a young age, I was introduced to yoga when I was probably about 20. I was a hyperactive child. I was a dancer had a lot of energy. And this was also in the 90s. So yoga really hadn't come into the mainstream. And my cousin, who was like my big sister, um, wanted me to find a healthy outlet so I can channel my energy. And she bought me passes um, for uh, classes called Integral Yoga. Have you heard of Integral Yoga? I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's really classical. It's from the Shivananda lineage. And it's slow. And so at 21 years old, I was not ready to, you know, you do one pose, you take Shavasana, you sit up, you do Nadi Shonana. So I had a lot of resistance to it. Let's just say that. And I remember walking out of there going, ah, yoga's not for me. And then I was living in New York at the time. And I had met a boyfriend who was a Tai Chi instructor. And I was taking some of his classes and he would integrate yoga into his classes. And, and that was the first time I was really introduced to this concept of energy too. So I was drawn to it. And he told me to check out Jiva Mukti. And that was, uh, I mean, especially back in the late nineties, you know, there was a big yoga studio right on the lower East side, right by the L train. And there was 50, 60 people in there chanting and the practice really, really moved. And that's what spoke to me. And I remember at the end of the practice, I was like, I have to do more of this. And from there, it was a slow, gradual process. 
Lovely. Thank you for sharing that and how you started um, with yoga. So I would like to come into the next question for you, which is, what is the School of Yoga and what was your inspiration behind the platform? So the School of Yoga is a teacher training school, and it's also a continuing education um, platform where even if you're not a yoga teacher, you can still educate yourself on yoga. Um, I have been so lucky. I've had amazing yoga teachers. And so the practice has really been passed down to me in a very authentic way. And the School of Yoga was started in 2020. And as you know, during 2020, a lot of yoga studios shut down and including the studios that I used to teach at in LA, Yoga Works and Wonderlust. And I used to be a part of their teacher trainings and I used to run the teacher trainings at Wonderlust. So I realized there was really a need for an, a, a high quality teacher training department school. And so I asked a lot of my own teachers, I asked some of my colleagues, everybody on the platform has been teaching for a minimum of 25 years, some yeah. even 50 years. And uh, my practice is Ashtanga and Iyengar. So a lot of these teachers also have that same background as well too. And so it started out as a virtual platform and we have recordings people can um, participate in. Uh, we had a lot of live online um, online modules as well. And now we're starting to do more in person. So I partner up with different yoga studios and I bring in all of these fabulous teachers and we run a teacher training there. It sounds like an amazing platform and I look forward to hearing more about the School of Yoga. So thank you for sharing um, a little bit about your platform there. And um, I'd like to come into the next question that I have for you, which is what are the methods of yoga that you practice? Well, I practice Ashtanga and Iyengar. Uh, when I had started at Jiva Mukti, Jiva Mukti, it, it's derived from the Ashtanga method. And that really is my first love. I love Ashtanga yoga. Um, I've been practicing it for about 23 years. Uh, the practice has shifted over the years. And I love the Iyengar method because it prevents me from getting injured. It's great for my teaching. It's great for my teacher train uh, training skills. And um, I think the two of these uh, practices really make a very uh, solid combination. So those are my main practices. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I'd like to come to the next question, which is, why is practicing yoga essential? Why do you find it essential? Well, that's a great question because it calms my mind. Um, you know, like many of us, when I had first started out and my teacher told me I needed to practice six days a week, I was like, oh, my body is hurting. I'm tired. I have to keep getting up in the morning. Why do I have to do this every day? And I remember I would take breaks and then I would go back and do yoga. So I was kind of practicing maybe every other day or three days in a row and taking a break. And I started to notice the days that I practiced yoga, I had a much better flow in my day and I was much more connected. And so one day I just woke up and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it every day. And if I don't do my asana practice, I'm going to meditate. And I believe that, you know, when we practice, no matter what type of practice it is, you're tapping in to the rhythm of a day of the day. You know, you're tapping into, you can also say a sense of source, intelligence, space. So as you move through your day, you're able to really flow better. You can come back to a quieter place inside um, and you're you're moving through your day in a place that's more about observing as opposed to reacting to every little thing that's happening to you. And I believe that if everybody practiced yoga, 
we really live in a much more connected world where people are living more from their hearts, they're more present, and less from their heads. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that and the importance of practicing yoga and why it's essential to you. Um, I think I definitely agree with what you mentioned there. Yoga is something that everyone should practice. Um, and especially getting to do yoga in the morning can uh, bring a lot of benefits, especially to your overall day. So um, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And um, now I have some rapid fire questions for you. And the first question that I would like to come into is, what advice would you give to beginners? Um, to find a good teacher. Something that I see is when beginners start practice, they kind of go into a class. They don't tell the teacher that they're a beginner and they get really, really overwhelmed. And as a beginner... I mean, I didn't like yoga when I first started. So it takes a bit to really understand um, the benefits of the practice. So if you find a good teacher and a class that's appropriate for you, like ideally a beginning level class, so you can learn the practice in a really slow and step-by-step -step way. So you're not getting overwhelmed. And also consistency is really the key in yoga. Um, it takes probably about a month if you're consistent to start to really feel the healing benefits of the practice. So you have to really give it time, research the teacher, make sure you're in appropriate class and also have patience and give it some time. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I want to come into the next question for you. This is something that we received from the audience. So thank you for sharing the question. Um, so can you suggest yoga postures for children with ADHD? Yeah, yeah. So um, children, they need to move. I mean, they're at that place where they're growing, there's, you know, everything is stimulating to them. So I find with children actually putting them into handstands. I mean, they love handstands, and they can really focus. I mean, you're helping them. Um, and also balancing poses like tree pose, um, having them use the wall for balancing, balancing on one leg, eagle pose, um, and also talking, don't use Sanskrit, but talking to them in a way where it's playful and it's engaging for them. Yeah. And, you, you know, just keep it fun and keep it light. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I definitely agree. Yoga for children is something that's very important. It can definitely definitely bring a lot of changes to their overall mental health and also improve focus and concentration. So some of the yoga postures that you mentioned there um, are super playful. And also, I feel like when it's an inversion pose, they would take it as a challenge, right? Like they, they want to stay in that pose for a, lo a bit longer. So totally. And they think it's cool. So they're going to want to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And um, the final question that I have for you is, what did you find most rewarding as a yoga teacher? Seeing the transformation of my students. Um, you know, teaching yoga can definitely be grueling, especially teacher, teaching teacher trainings. But yeah. when I see my students, like their bodies start to change, the thinking lines around their eyes soften, their energy brightens, and they just become more whole. I mean, this is what really keeps me teaching. And I do believe the practice has so many healing benefits. And then when I can actually see a student absorb those healing benefits, that that's what keeps me doing what I do. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's well said. Um, and that is the end of our question. So thank you so much for joining us on the 51st episode of the podcast. It has been a pleasure hearing your journey of yoga as well as how you started your platform, the School of Yoga. It looks like you're doing some incredible work there. Um, and I hope that we can do this again. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone, um, to our listeners as well for tuning in and, um, who are yet to listen to the, epi the 51st episode of the podcast. And, um, until next time, I hope everyone has a great day and thank you for joining us, Joan. Thank you for having me. Thank you. For listening to the Inside the Minds of Great Yogis podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know what was your favorite part by sharing the episode thumbnail using the hashtag Inside the Minds of Great Yogis and tag us on Instagram at perspective underscore of underscore yoga. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you all in the next episode.